0: Welcome to Hits Canon Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. Today I have Bill Akins from Retired Paws, which is a nonprofit that is geared towards helping dogs that have retired from service. I was told about what Bill and his uh, nonprofit are doing by one of the attendees at Hits, and he uh, spoke very highly of him and told me a story about how they had helped his retired dog um, and was telling me that that they're doing good stuff. So I got a hold of Bill, got him here on the podcast today, I want everybody to be able to hear what they're doing and then how they can contact them uh, if you have a retired dog as i've had several of them it can sometimes be a little bit pricey and there's a couple of great organizations that are out there to help us since uh, some of our cities kind of saddle us with the expensive part of the dog when they get a little older so with that uh, i'll introduce bill Aikens. how are you today bill
1: i'm doing really well thanks jeff for, uh, for having me on the show i greatly appreciate it and thanks for a wonderful introduction i mean That was fantastic. And uh, I paid that handler highly um, (laughs) for those uh, kind regards, I guess. So it worked out in my favor.
0: Yeah, he spoke very highly of you. So uh, Bill, first off, before we get to your uh, foundation, let's hear about you. Uh, How did you end up uh, helping out police dogs?
1: Oh, sure. So um, initially, I I was a Border Patrol agent for a little over 13 years. And during that time, I had the absolute pleasure of being a canine handler for 10 of them, um, including being an instructor. And uh, it was some of the best times of my life. Um, nice. Clearly, you know, just as I do, working with a dog is uh, a once in a kind experience, the bond and, and everything that you just develop, it, it really impacted me and uh, and it was just it was great. And then yes. since then, I transferred to a different agency where I don't have a dog anymore, but I, I still utilize a lot of my uh, my contacts with canine to to help me with my sure. current job. So yeah it's so you, fantastic
0: so you're still a police officer
1: oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm not i'm a i'm a postal inspector now oh okay all right yeah
0: so yeah i, I deal with the postal inspectors one of my dogs uh, is a currency dog so oh nice they yes. call me pretty regularly to, to help them out with different things
1: yeah me too yeah like i said i'll still hit my buddies up all the time to run packages for me so sure i i still i still absolutely love watching the dogs work and i'm i'm grateful that i still get to do it even today
0: yeah it's it's uh, I think it's the most fun uh, job and the best job in law enforcement for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So um, at some point you started Retired Paws. So how did that come about?
1: Yeah, sure. So it really, uh, it was in 2011, actually, when, when I when I started the foundation. And it was just kind of like this, Jeff, while I was having a conversation with some canine handlers, a buddy of mine was getting ready to retire, his second or third dog, I think, at the time. And um, we were just – you know, having a beer, talking, and congratulating him on getting another dog and a great, successful career. And it occurred to me, you know, his dog that he was going to be retiring was going to be on a monthly medication. And, um, you know, it wasn't an ungodly amount of money, yeah. but it's still, you know, costly. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, you know what? There, there needs to be something done about this. And uh, we, need, I'm like, you yeah, know, we need to get something going, get an organization or look up something to see if we can get some, some of these medical bills paid for these dogs. And so I did a quick Google search and um, and I'm not an internet sleuth or anything crazy like that, but I mean, I couldn't find too many. And at the time when I couldn't find anything in Arizona, sure. and so I decided that day that I was going to create retired Paws, set up a nonprofit and help as many dogs as possible with medical bills post retirement. And uh, and then it did. And then one thing led to another. And next thing you know, here we are 11 years later, uh, still helping dogs. And uh, it's it's been awesome. And the feedback and the response we get from a lot of the people that we assist has been overwhelming and um, they, they just love it. I mean, clearly, you know, yeah. there's been times when we've gotten letters uh, where we've saved dogs lives because without our assistance, I think they would have had to make the horrible and difficult decision to euthanize the dog yeah. because they couldn't they couldn't afford the bill.
0: Sure. So I think yeah. in a minute we'll get to like maybe some of the stuff you're doing and, and the, what you offer, but I want to stay here for just a minute. Sure. I'm sorry. I, I, I talk quickly. Oh,
1: so no, that's, what, you know. <laughs> that's, that's fine.
0: So um, I know that there's a lot of agencies that not just for this purpose, but there's a lot of agencies that want to set up a 501c3 for their own department. And I've really never had to be on here to kind of explain that process. Was that a hard thing for you to get the 501c3 set up and, and what all did that, that entail?
1: So, uh, yes and no, if you want to do it yourself, I I know it can be very time consuming and, and somewhat difficult just with any amount of legal paperwork and getting the processes done. So I, I was, um, I used an attorney specialized in nonprofits. And so that, that just made it easier on me. It's an out of pocket expense, uh, that I was willing to do because I really wanted the foundation to take off in the nonprofit. And one as a. as people will do. I mean, there's many resources out there for them to try, but for my personal experience, I just used an attorney. It was handled easily. And then since then, um, you know, I follow up yearly, you know, of course there's regulations. You yeah. still um, register with the state and that, that's easy that, that once it's set up, everything, it runs smoothly after that. Yeah. Um, everything is pretty, pretty good. Uh, you just have to keep an you know, keep an eye on just like when your taxes are due. Yeah. When certain, um, you know, I said regulations in the different states have uh, filings that need to be done. But that's pretty simple. That takes, you know, less than an hour every year, I would say, just to keep that kind of stuff up and running.
0: And then then once you got that up and going, um, I assume you probably, you know, put a website together and had to start doing some fundraising. How did that go at first with the fundraising? So.
1: Yeah, so initially um, it, it was slow, of course, and sure. we were just trying to get our name out there. And and then I also, um, I you know I, my initial goal when I started Retired Paws was to have every single cent as much as I could go to dogs. I didn't want to have a lot of administrative fees sure. or you know anything like that. And even to this day, and I'll jump back to your question in a second. Like none of the board members are no, we all it's all for volunteer. You know, sure. no one takes any money. But, sure, so I I dug in i i learned how to set up my own website i created my own website Uh, of course facebook um, is a huge huge factor um, especially uh, with getting promotions and donations that kind of stuff so i set up all that kind of stuff myself and just learned to do it and the first year was a little slow of course which worked out to be in my benefit because i didn't want to have a lot of requests coming in for assistance when I didn't have the money to pay them. Yeah, you know, that that, that's sense. the last thing I wanted to do was turn a dog down. And then uh, one, uh, and to have that dog, you know, suffer, so to speak, sure. because I couldn't assist. And then two, I didn't want a bad reputation. So I mostly started just kind of getting the website going word of mouth amongst the United States Border Patrol and Customs because I had that connection. Yeah, And, uh, you know, sending out emails when I would know when dogs in my particular sector were retiring and let them know about it. And, uh, and, and it kind of went from there. And, in fact, the first dog that we assisted was a retired Border Patrol dog. And um, so, you know, we set up that way. And then a few other things after a year, the federal government, I know the military does it too, the Combined Federal Campaign,
0: which yeah.
1: is a yearly um, campaign that they push to try to get um, employees to donate to different nonprofits. And uh-huh. so I got put on the CFC.
0: Oh, that must have been that, a, a big help right yeah. off the bat.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: That must have been a big help right off the bat.
1: Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, that was fantastic. So that not only did it get put in for anyone in, you know, Tucson sector, but essentially anyone in the federal government and the military could look us up and then donate from their paycheck. Yeah. And that was that was a big, big boost. So that really um, got our fundraising up, which then I started, you know, going out more and more. And then as more and more dogs get assisted, the first few years was really just word of mouth. And it was funny how it works sometimes. Like I may get a request. I got a, a request from like Florida one time and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. It was a, a small sheriff's department of Florida. Sure. And then, then next week there was two more from a department right next door, you know? So yeah. that's kind of how it great. It was great. And I love it. Yeah. Um, and now currently today um, we still do the CFC. Um, I, like I said, Facebook is a big for, for fundraising. And as much as there's problems with Facebook, uh, one of the big things that they do for us is the donations that are made in nonprofits. They do not take a fee. Oh, okay. so even if even if someone uses a credit card, to, you know, send us, you know, a hundred dollars or something like that. Um, Facebook gives us the full one hundred dollars. They don't take a fee, which is really, really phenomenal. Sure. As you know, and I understand that businesses need to make money, but that's just a really good plug for them. So I try to get um, a, a lot of Facebook out there. clearly, yeah. Because, you know, it's it saves us a little bit of money.
0: Absolutely. Are you doing other it, fundraising, too?s like, uh, you know, any other yeah. events or anything?
1: So um, it, this is another one that I started this a few years ago, and mostly because, you know, most of the people that we associate with and deal with are, are in uh, law enforcement. So a lot of them like guns. And so I started setting up um, uh, a monthly gun club raffle. So for $130, you get one entry into the raffle, and you can buy up to three. But uh-huh. every month, I raffle off a brand new uh, pistol. So there's nine pistols, a shotgun, and two custom rifles. Nice. And you can and you can win multiple times a year. And I've had some guy win back to back. Oh, nice. In a row. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was, it was really funny because it was the first time. And of course, he was a friend of mine. So everyone's like, you know, yeah. joking. But you oh, collusion, collusion. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but that that is probably my most successful fundraising. Endeavor and it's great and everybody loves it Um, it's just so much fun because you're you're donating to a great cause and then every month You have the possibility to win a brand new weapon. Yeah, and uh, so i've i've been doing that Uh, I think oh, man, maybe four or five years now in a row and it, it gets better and better every year And uh, so yeah, and uh, so th- that's a big one and we try to we keep that limited just to law enforcement
0: though. Okay um, good.
1: Yeah yeah and uh so when the registration i think is um i started in mm, like march april and then our first drawings in june to the following june and uh so i i was doing it before i was posting the videos on facebook i you know have a cool video where we would show the drawing and then i would talk about the dogs that we assisted that month and show their pictures and kind of like what we did and how your donation is really affecting the animals yeah um but i had to stop with the videos because um and, again, I'm not complaining, yeah. but Facebook doesn't allow anything with guns anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So the video stopped, but I still I still do draw the uh, – I video record the drawing, and then uh, it just gets put out on email to all the participants. But, yeah, that, that's a big one that we do, and I love it. I just love – I love it. And everyone else has been very, very um, supportive of that, too. And, that, you know, we get new people every yeah. year. And then, of course, we do events like – we'll set up – tents at you know different canine things or canine trials just to put our name out there and then it's uh it's one of those things like anytime i do an event or or have a conversation with a teleposit it's always twofold one i of course i i I love generating donations the more money we have the better clearly to help more dogs Mm -hmm. but two like i really go out and i try to promote us so that people are aware that we exist so that they can get help you know that help is out sure um, for their dogs so, uh, you know, like I said, if we do just mom and pop fairs, we'll set up stuff like that. And some of the best fundraising ones we've had have 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 always been non canine specific events Oh yeah. like uh, a Celtic festival, for example. Yeah, And we love it. We went there's one in Tucson every year and I was invited. Um, one of the one of the uh, organizers for that event happened to hear about Retired Paws. So she had reached out to me and asked if I wanted to set up a, a booth there. And I was like, oh, sure. You know, I'd love to. And the Celtic Festival was something interesting to me, anyway. And but uh, the reason I say it's, it was kind of unique because there was no other dog charities there. So and and I I love nonprofits. I promote other nonprofits all the time. We can talk about other ones that similar to do what I do. But of course, when you have multiple nonprofits gearing towards the same, yeah. uh, like dog rescues, yeah. you know, dog help, yeah. like you have to split the funds. People are going to pick yeah. one, you know. Yeah. But when you go to non-canine events. Um, like people are like, oh, what is this? And they'll come up and talk. And, I, of course, I had my dog, my retired dog at the time would be like my little mascot. Yeah, And she was just attracting people left and right. And so it was great. So, we, you know, we sell T-shirts and hats, that kind of stuff. And we always do pretty well when something like that. It well, just gets the word out there yeah.
0: too. And if nothing else, I, I like those events because obviously you and I know that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that these departments kind of uh, – I guess the only word I could say is kind of take advantage of all of us, knowing that we're going to take care of these dogs. Oh, I, yeah. I've never agreed with it. I don't think it's a great policy. I know that's almost every department I know of retires a dog, and then we're saddled with the bills. The public doesn't realize that. So any chance we get to kind of educate people that, you know, of that, I think, uh, you know, even if they don't give money, if, as long as they maybe know it, and maybe someday we can get some of these agencies uh, to start changing, changing yeah, that you know, and I, providing for the yeah, dogs I, themselves. I,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I, I know there's I know there's a, a nonprofit out there. That's what his big push is. Is it Canine Haven? Canine um, Hero, I think. Uh-huh. Is, I, yeah, I think he goes on. He's been trying to push for Congress and everything to try to get departments and set up funding for retired dogs. Because you're yeah. absolutely right. I have not met. An agency yet or a department that still funds their canines post retirement. So, and you're right, the public does not know.
0: And and, and
1: the other thing that I always like to bring up too, and I talk to the public about that, is I never want them to think that uh, the dogs are, you know, like being, because they're not being abused at work either. You know, let's be realistic. I mean, uh, police dogs are expensive to train, to buy, you know, to keep working. And so a lot of times these smaller departments will will push their dog maybe a little bit further and so when when it's time for them to retire they do have a little bit more you know maybe sure. smaller injuries or they need a little bit more care because you know they really did push their yeah. body hard but but on the contrary, like we, you and I know this that the dogs love it. You know, yeah. they they would rather work every day of their life than retire. Yeah. Um, so it's it's I've, kind of. But I try to educate the public yeah. that way too. That these dogs, they 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 love it. I mean, they that's oh, yeah. their purpose. I've had
0: several retired dogs, and no dog likes to be retired. I can yeah. guarantee no, that. Yeah, that. So so now at this point, you've got good fundraising rolling along, and then uh, I assume you're getting more and more inquiries. So. Roughly, I mean, what, how many dog teams are you helping on an average month?
1: Oh you... yeah, you know, and I knew that question was going to come up, and I hate that question because I never have a great answer yeah. for it, <laughs> and uh, because it always changes. Yeah, it's fluid. There are times I'm sure. When I can get ten requests in a month, and another one, I'll get one. Yeah, and um, so it, it all depends on on you know whatever situations coming up. But then there's also the thing though. Um, and that could be new requests. I, I often get the same, uh, I, like we'll assist the dog numerous times. Let's say, yeah. for example, like, uh, this dog, um, Leo, for example, we, we pay his monthly medication. So yeah. the handler just submits the bill, uh, to me and then I, I reimburse it and we uh-huh. normally just do reimbursement. It's just the easiest for us. Yeah. And, um, you know, we get the bill, reimburse the handler, normally via Zelle or, or some yeah. kind of payment method that way. And then, and that goes that way. So, there's a few that we have now. So I, I want to say at least I know of four that I can think over the top of my head that are, are I, probably every week or every two weeks we're we're, we're funding them. And sure. then I may get a request. I, I get emails all the time, you know, about, Oh hey, yeah, I'm getting ready to retire my dog. Can I enroll your dog in a program? And it doesn't work like that for us. Um, we just basically do you submit and you apply and then your dog is in our program, like yeah. after it's retired for a year and we, and we'll pay, medical bills up to a certain point based on funding and everything like that that we have. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but so to your question, it always varies. It always changes, but the one thing that I always try to say though, is we've never turned a dog down. I guess that was more
0: of my question was it's, you know, the number that your fundraising isn't, uh, yes. We haven't
1: depleted our funds enough where I had to turn a dog down yet.
0: And what's some Um, of the common things I know medicine to be one of them, but what about injuries or operations or some of those things? Yeah.
1: So some of the bigger ones that we've had, that we've assisted with um, you know dogs uh, you know unfortunately they experience bloat or torsion yeah. you know and they had an emergency overnight visit with a five thousand dollar vet bill yeah uh, so uh, anything like that any kind of emergency visit or routine care just your normal vet visit where you just want to get the vaccines and get your blood work done we'll cover that too um, but um, rattlesnake bites uh one of the dogs that i remember in particular you know we helped with it was an experimental surgery, and the dog had some fused uh, vertebrae in its back. It had you know um, uh, bridging spondylosis, and so we assisted with that surgery. And I remember the handler, and it was like a ten thousand dollars surgery. And unfortunately, we didn't cover the whole thing, but we we helped do some outside fundraising, and his department, and some of his friends did some other things. But we covered um, a lot of that surgery for him. And I just remember that one. I feeling really good about sure. because. I knew without us he wouldn't have been able to do that, and they were going to have to uh, put the dog down. And yeah. so we assisted, and then the dog lived another year or two, um, like just so much happier yeah. and healthier. I mean, it was it was great. It was great. Oh, the dog's name was Barry. I couldn't think of it. it just hit me right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was just a really nice story. So yeah, it, it just depends.
0: Yeah. So a lot of these are probably one offs. Like somebody has a retired dog, they don't mind taking care of the the day to day, you know, yearly vet stuff but then all of a sudden something comes along where they, like you say, they, like a rattlesnake bite. I know that's a several thousand dollar injury right off the top that they aren't expecting. Yep. They can call you and, and it doesn't sound like your organization is so large that it takes you guys weeks to have meetings and figure stuff out. It seems like if I no. called you and said, here's who I am and you, I'm sure you do a little due diligence to make sure I'm legit yeah. and uh, that that the dog's a retired police dog, but then uh, it sounds like the turnaround would be fairly quick.
1: It normally is. So um, I have to be careful here with the way uh, just now this is where, uh, like I said, when I have my attorneys yep. playing a little bit. So um, the way it works for us, though, is I um, we always do either an estimate needs to be submitted or an actual bill. And so you're right, though. So um, we are small enough. It doesn't take us months or yeah. weeks to get back to you. So yeah. how it works is normally it's just easy. You can call or, you know, um, you just go to our website. Uh, retiredpaws.org and then there's an apply for assistance tab and then there's some required fields you fill out including submitting uh you know your retirement letter from your dog um, or you know the uh, yeah. your, your your last certification letter a picture of the dog and then either the invoice a paid invoice or an or the estimate from the yeah. vet and then for the procedure so the reason i bring it up is like emergencies let's say if you called or emailed me and said hey my dog was bit by a rattlesnake and I'm at the vet right now. Can you help me legally? I can't say yes because I can't, um, I can't have you make that medical decision based on some funding from us. If something happens and it doesn't come through or two, if something happens to the dog while they're under anesthesia, like at the vet, I would never want, um, yeah. Someone to think that their dog didn't make it because I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna help you," and they put and they made that decision. So anyway, sorry. I hope I didn't mean to get weird there. No, I a second, think that that's, a,
0: that's a super valuable point that the that those tough decisions probably need to be made before, before they talk to you, and then yes. and then you're in assistance with the money side of it, which is yes. And and I and I can only imagine. I had I actually had a a handler with a ret- retired dog that's a friend of mine. Called me a while back and basically he was at the emergency vet with uh, the dog. Actually, he had had the gastropexy surgery, okay. but the dog still bloated. And yep. so it was a, you know, 11-year-old Malinois. And it was like to, to call and have the surgery team come in in the middle of the night, you know, started at like 3,000 bucks. And he just needed yeah. someone to kind of push him along to the, the difficult decision that he had to make. You know, so I'm sure you probably get those kind of uh, – you know, calls quite often. And that's not, yeah. that's not the purpose of your yours is to kind of help with the financial part of it. Probably afterwards when, when I am holding the bill, and then, then I, then it, I would know there's somebody I could call And And is there times where maybe if I called and said, you know, here's what happened, rattlesnake buy it, I got this $5,000 bill, where maybe you'll say, you know, we'll do part of it, or is it always an all or nothing?
1: Oh, no, I'm um, sorry. No, normally it's, uh, uh, so, the way we've been doing it now is we set up, depending on the funding that we have for, you know, however the month yeah. or the year, we'll set up an allotment, so to speak, for your dog. And so, which is great because it takes away a lot of stuff too. So it's hard. Like, uh, so let's say right now it's around $3,000 for the dog. Yeah. So if you get a, if you get a bill that's 5,000, uh, I, I'll reimburse you up to $3,000. Okay. And, so. um, and, and right now that's how we have it set up just in case I get, yeah. especially after this phone, after this thing, say I get. 25 requests this month well, yep. i want to make sure again that we never turn anybody down so and and that's kind of how it works yeah. and then if, if your bill is not three thousand dollars which is fine yeah. that money is set aside for your dog and then so next month let's say you just run a regular vet visit and then okay cool we, we just pay that back up towards uh whatever yeah. the amount is Damn, set right. and then you yeah. can reapply every year okay and so normally dogs that we've been assisting for years that's what they do they every and i'll let them know like hey it's it's coming up on your um anniversary day so to speak and then they read they set in another application it goes to my board just for the formality again because there's i know i and this is me coming from learning as i've been developing over the last 11 years there is a lot of legal side to the nonprofit. so Absolutely. some of the people listening to this that want to do it like i, I i'm not going to I didn't know when I was first starting, you know, like that's why I was making those phone calls yeah. at two in the morning. Like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll cover that bill. Yeah. We'll, we'll help you. Cause that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to help dogs. Yeah. And then, uh, but as, as we've developed, um, and I've learned more, I've got to realize, like I said, there's certain implications. So, um, we, we do learn, but, um, yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like you're doing, you know, great, great stuff. So that's why I wanted to get you on here because, I, again, go back to the beginning of the show, the handler was telling me that uh, you were looking to help more dogs. We're going to be in in uh, Arizona next year at uh, Hits Twenty Twenty Three is going to be actually in the Phoenix area in Scottsdale oh like nice, the, okay, perfect. The West and Kirkland. So maybe we can get you there, get you a yeah, table and to. stuff. And uh, you, some of the people that are listening to this podcast can come by and actually meet you and see, see what you're all about. But if they want to uh, see what you're up to, it should, it, they should go to your website, retiredpaws.org or find yes, you on, on Facebook, right? Under retiredpaws yep, on Facebook. Well, th- that's all good information. Um, I, I'm sure from this, <laughs> there's going to be a few dogs that are going to uh, get some, some, additional care through your organization. So I just, I, I, I've done some 501c3 stuff. So I understand all the ins and outs and that you can get yourself kind of jammed up if you don't do all the legalities right. So I, I know you're, I know you're working hard and, uh, you know, somebody who is, is in law enforcement, but you know, you're not even, not even having a leash in your hand right now, but you're still so passionate about it. I sure appreciate the work you're putting into it, helping, you know, all of us. So, I'm, I'm glad I was able to get you on here and I hope that this uh, podcast gets you a little bit more business and maybe some more additional fundraising too.
1: Well, Jeff, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you and for, and for helping me get the word out about us a little bit. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. So one last time it's retiredpause.org for all the information. And again, Bill, thanks for everything you do. I'll talk to you very soon.
1: All right. Take care. Thanks again.